Thursday morning. Time for some jazz. So I had originally planned to record this last night. And I apologize that I didn't get to it because I had a raging migraine. I don't know if it was a pressure change in the atmosphere or whatever the case was. But I was not feeling good last night. Thankfully, after a full evening's rest some massive painkillers, and a couple of cups of coffee. I'm here at the recording console, ready to play you some amazing jazz. Hopefully the uh, sound in the background is not too noticeable. There's some construction going on in the neighborhood and in the building. And, uh, yeah, I hope it won't be a distraction. I apologize if it is. I've created some sound masking product here in the house to try and bring things down. Um, we'll see. And I'll adjust levels accordingly. So I hope that you're doing well today. There's the construction sounds in the background. (laughs) I've, uh, five, uh, artists selected for today's, uh, jazz show, of course. Supplemental edition, part 14. Our first artist I'm going to feature today is uh, a very young gentleman. He's uh, 19 years of age from uh, Hackensack, New Jersey. I'm talking about uh, American jazz pianist Mr. Matthew Whitaker. Blind since birth, um, he's performed all over the world into some of the greatest uh, concert halls in the world. Carnegie Hall, Kennedy Center, Lincoln Center, the Apollo Theater, all throughout Europe. He really is a phenom, a prodigy, a genius. And if you want, you can find some information on a uh, in-depth uh, background uh, interview on 60 Minutes that aired this past Sunday. As I was watching it, I thought, you know, I think there's a young man I should feature. So, without any further ado, this is the brilliant Matthew Whitaker with... Song for Ali.
the brilliant Matthew Whitaker recorded that when he was 15. It was released about a month prior to his 16th birthday. That is the very definition of prodigy, genius. He learned to play by ear, of course, because he is blind and was born that way. When he was three, he played Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on a tiny little Yamaha keyboard that he was given for his birthday. And he learned it by listening to somebody else play it. Yes, he is a genius when it comes to music. His playing style, he says, has been influenced by uh, Oscar Peterson, Thelonious Monk, Art Tatum, and Barry Harris, just to name a few. Now, I don't know who Allie is, if it was an influential person in his life or somebody that he was close to, but my goodness gracious, the plane, it's just, it's breathtaking. Maybe we found a, a pianist to take the place of the uh, late great Oscar Peterson. Could very well be. He was uh, 10 years old when he opened for Stevie Wonder at the Apollo Theater for uh, Stevie Wonder's induction into the Apollo Theater's Hall of Fame. If you uh, have the time, I would recommend you take a look at the uh, 60 Minutes special that aired on him. It was uh, produced and aired in uh, February of this year. It's, uh, it's really something. They get into the science of how his brain is stimulated by music. The man cannot see, and yet his visual cortex is heavily stimulated while playing music. So, science struggles to explain certain things. The brilliant Matthew Whitaker. At 19 years of age, we're going to be hearing brilliant music from him for many, many years to come. Yeah. More construction sounds in the background here in downtown Ottawa in the nation's capital of Canada. Let's move things on a little bit. And um, I want to play a song from a gentleman who, um, he's uh, a few years older than me. He's about five years older than me, I guess. He's from uh, originally from Indianapolis, Indiana, but he's been uh, living in Denver, Colorado since the age of 11. He studied um, music at the University of Denver and uh, the Manhattan School of Music. He's uh, definitely the most prominent jazz musician in the city of Denver, and he's uh, coordinated the uh, jazz studies at Metropolitan State University in Denver, Colorado. The man is uh, quite prolific as a, as a trumpeter and uh, cornetist, uh, and composer for that matter, and uh, he's been recording as a band leader since 1987. So he's uh, not new to the game. He's worked with Bill Frizzle, Joe Henry, Fred Hess, Wayne Horvitz, Horvitz, my apologies, and Joshua Redman, just to name a few. Um, this particular composition um, was released uh, just the other day, actually, um, August, uh, August, October. Uh, when did when was this released? October 9th, I believe. No, October sixth. My apologies. October 6th, this was released on the uh, well, sad day when uh, rock and roll lost uh, Eddie Van Halen. So this is Mr. Ron Miles from his album Rainbow Sign. And this composition is titled uh, Custodian of the New. ¶¶ 
to Ron Miles with his recording of Custodia the New, his first appearance on Blue Note Records. Now about the song Custodian of the New, he said it's uh, partially based on the notion that the um, Archangel Gabriel is the custodian of the New Covenant. But it's also about his father's last few years and a uh, six-month period when... uh, Health issues prevented uh, Ron from, from gigging. He said during, during that time, he and his father worked together as janitors in an office building. He says, and, and I quote, It was one of the most special times of my life. We would be the only two people in the office building and just trying to be the best janitors in the world. Make sure the carpet was lined up when you do the vacuum. And then we'd be leaving and feeling a sense of pride like, Man... That's a job well done. So he recorded that song in 2018, and the entire album actually in in 2018, during a time when his father was quite ill and uh, near the end of his life. So a a great deal of of the album is about that time. When he uh, spoke to Don Wallace, the president of uh, Blue Note Records, It had turned out that their fathers had passed away just a few months from each other. They had never met, but um, they had sort of a a common ground. They both understood one another. The title of the album, um, the album was released October 9th. That particular song we just heard was released on the 6th. Um, The the title of the album, he says... um, Rainbow signs, uh, he says, rainbows show up in the book of Revelation when Christ returns and his skin looks like a jasper stone, which has multiple colors. Miles says that people have the need to put everyone in a box, including what race they are. But the idea of a rainbow is that it's this thing that takes us outside of our expectations and our limitations of what we can see. Huh, Interesting. He says, those who have left us come back when we see a rainbow and visit us, and we can interact with them through this rainbow. Also in modern times, to the parlance of LGBTQ things, and rainbows and inclusion and the courage to love in the face of adversity adversity, is all tied together in this. I, I just like his vibe, man. I mean... The guy has a spirituality to him. And uh, he's a hell of a player. He says, I'm old and not cool. (laughs) As I said, his very first recording for Blue Note Records, something he's very, very immensely proud of, and he very much should be. And we hope to hear much more from Mr. Miles in the near future, as I'm sure he has a lot of music left in him. So let's move it along. Um, I want to play another new composition from a a very young man, actually. Uh, Mr. Uh, Lee Pardini. He studied at the Manhattan School of Music with a degree in jazz piano. This uh, particular track is titled, uh, well, Main Title. Please enjoy this. I will.
title, Mr. Lee Pardini. The lead single released on October 9th for the upcoming album, Homebodies, which is to be released uh, February 12th of 2021. As I mentioned earlier, Lee uh, graduated from the uh, Manhattan School of Music with a bachelor's degree in jazz piano in 2007. Sometime after that, he moved to uh, Los Angeles and uh, he joined the rock band Dawes in 2016. I guess they put out about three records and toured the world. But he's also toured, performed, and recorded with some really big names in the music industry. Among them, Roger Waters, Amy Mann, Elvis Costello, and Jason Isbell, just to name a few. So as I mentioned earlier, his, uh, that record, uh, it's titled Home Bodies, and it's set to be released on the 12th of February in 2021. Features um, fellow uh, Dawes bandmate, uh, the former rock band that Lee was in, Mr. Griffin Goldsmith on drums, along with uh, Paul Bryan on bass and Jeff Parker on guitar. Kind of a jazz fusion style definitely a rock and roll influence, but most decidedly jazz drumming and playing. I'd love to give you some more information on Mr. Pardini. Unfortunately, I, I find that uh, some, there's, not, there's not a lot out there about him. Bit of an enigmatic individual, but one heck of a great musician. So, I want to go now to... Uh, I want to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to play. We're not actually going anywhere going to play a, a young woman uh, from Denmark who was making her mark, and pardon the terrible pun, was not meant to be, um, making her mark on the jazz scene. Catherine Winfeld, and her name is not, it's not Catherine, it's Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-I-N-E. Uh, she's not the only Catherine Winfeld in Denmark either. There's also an actor by the same name, although Catherine uh, Catherine, uh, the jazz pianist that I'm about to feature now, is uh, a, a few years younger and and quite the talent. So let's just have a listen to her music, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about her in just a minute. This is uh, from her most recent release. This is uh, Undertow, the Catherine Winfeld Big Band. Thank you. 
Undertow from Catherine Winfeld. Catherine Winfeld Big Band. That single was just released and uh, it's featured on her upcoming album, which has yet to be titled. I don't know when it's supposed to be released. She has another uh, single off that uh, upcoming album titled Orca. I don't, uh, as I said, I don't have a, uh, a release date for the record. But hopefully we'll be hearing more from her soon. Quite the talented composer for certain. I I, uh, I like her. 15-piece big band. Uh, Denmark's latest rising star in the jazz scene. And one of the biggest European players right now. Yeah, Catherine Winfeld. Spectacular artist. Undoubtedly an artist to keep your eye on as she is, oh my goodness, an incredible composer and player, well-respected individual for certain. So, one more uh, composition for today, as it is uh, artist number five for the day, and uh, as you know, I like to feature five artists if you've listened to this show before. Today we're going to do a feature um, on two spectacular players. Mr. Ben Webster and Mr. Oscar Peterson, two of uh, jazz giants, recorded this album, Ben Webster Meets Oscar Peterson, in 1959. And this composition was uh, originally written by Lawrence Hart and Richard Rogers, um, and it was featured in the uh, musical The Boys from Syracuse, written in 1938. So this is their interpretation of that particular composition off of what is arguably a giant of jazz music this recording that is this album Ben Webster meets Oscar Peterson perhaps I shouldn't have had that third cup of coffee this morning I'm a little too exuberant and I'm having a difficult time containing it this morning but that's okay after all I'm on vacation this week so I'm just going to relax and enjoy the tunes Two of jazz giants, Mr. Ben Webster and the incomparable Oscar Peterson.
saxophonist Ben Webster, featuring the maestro O.P. Oscar Peterson. All music critic Stephen Cook wrote that, and I quote, Another fine Webster release on Verve that sees the tenor great once again backed by the deluxe Oscar Peterson trio. To reassure Peterson fans worried about scant solo time for their hero, the penis lays down a healthy number of extended runs, unobtrusively shadowing Webster's vaporous tone and supple phrasing along the way. Not only a definite first-disc choice for Webster newcomers, but one of the jazz legend's all-time great records. Well, that pretty much sums up that album, I would think. Because it is just that, and I mean, let's face it, any artist that had the privilege of recording with the late great Oscar Peterson had to be a great artist, because Oscar did not settle for second best. Of course, Benjamin Francis Webster, Ben Webster as he, as he was known professionally, passed away in 1973 while he was touring in Amsterdam. As I understand it, he had a uh, cerebral hemorrhage, and uh, after a, a following a performance at a city and club that I cannot pronounce because I don't speak Dutch, I'm not even going to try. I would terribly mess it up. I guess he uh, he had used the the same saxophone from 1938 until his death, and he left instructions that that horn was never to be played again. So it's on permanent display in the Jazz Institute at Rus- Rutgers University in New Brunswick, New Jersey. He was uh, listed among the uh, I guess the uh, hundreds of artists whose material was reportedly destroyed in the 2008 Universal Fire. I'm sure there was a good insurance settlement for that. Mm-hmm. I won't get into any sort of controversy or conspiracy theories. He did work with a number of uh, players throughout the years outside of Oscar Peterson. Coleman Hawkins, Bill Douglas, Red Calendar, Harry Sweets, Bill D'Angelo. Yes, I did say that correctly, Bill D'Angelo. Sid Callett, Jay McShann, and Jiminy Witherspoon, just to name a few. He had started touring, I guess, in, uh, in the early 1930s. He was born in 1909, so by 1938 he was you know, 29 years of age. Passed away, he was only 64. Quite a young man, actually, when you consider it uh, for jazz. He probably still had about 30 years of music left in him. Sadly, we'll never hear those compositions that cease to be. Of course, uh, I don't think there's anything I can tell you about the, the late great maestro of the keyboard, Mr. Oscar Peterson, the Maharaja of the keyboard, as once described. The Oscar Peterson statue, of course, is just a few blocks north of where I live at the National Arts Center, which is a statue of Oscar sitting on his piano bench with room for you to sit beside him to take your photo. He plays Oscar's composi- compositions 24 hours a day. It's uh, one of my favorite statues, and one that I hope stands for all time. Okay, folks, we've reached the end of today's program. I hope you've enjoyed the time we spent together. I will be recording another jazz show next week sometime. Maybe Sunday. We'll see how how my schedule permits me. And if you uh, like the pop music show that I do, I'll be putting one up in the next number of hours, actually. I, I intend to record another one today. But until, uh, until we meet again, 
I'm going to dedicate this entire show to a, a good buddy of mine who's going through a tough time right now. Mental health, we're all suffering a little bit. The uh, lockdown, shutdown, quarantine, and nothing but bad news day after day after day begins to get to some of us. So, buddy, I hope uh, I hope you've enjoyed today's show, and I hope it's helped you soothe things out a little bit. Until we meet again, my friends, take care. Bye.